0: In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Grant us peace, O Lord, in our days, for there is no other who will fight for us save but you, our God. The following is a reading from Saint Louis Marie de Montfort's *True Devotion to the Blessed Virgin*. Fundamental truths concerning devotion to our Blessed Lady. Article two. We belong to Jesus Christ and to Mary as their slaves. Second truth. From what Jesus Christ is in regard to us, we must conclude, as the Apostle says, that we belong not to ourselves, but entirely to Him as His members and His slaves. 1 Corinthians 6 19 Whom He bought at an infinite price, the price of His blood. Before baptism, we belonged to the devil as His slaves, and baptism made us true slaves of Jesus Christ, who must live, work, and die only to bear fruit for this God man, to glorify Him in our body and to make him reign in our soul, because we are his conquest, the people of his acquisition and his heritage. It is for the same reason that the Holy Ghost compares us to trees planted along the waters of grace in the field of the church, which must bear fruit in their due season, to the branches of a vine of which Jesus Christ is the stock, and which must yield good grapes, to a flock of which Jesus Christ is the shepherd, and which is to increase and give milk, to good soil, of which God is the husbandman, and in which the seed is multiplied and brings forth thirtyfold, sixtyfold, and a hundredfold. Jesus Christ cursed the barren fig tree and condemned the unprofitable servant, who did not trade with his talent. All this proves that Jesus Christ wishes to receive from our wretched selves some fruits, namely our good works, for they belong to him alone. Cleati in operibus bonis in Christo Jesu, Created in good works in Christ Jesus. These words of the Holy Ghost show that Jesus Christ is the sole beginning and must be the sole end of all our good works, and that we must serve him not only as wage servants but as slaves of love. I will explain what I mean. There are two ways here on earth of belonging to another and depending on his authority, namely, simple service and slavery. That is why we speak of a servant and a slave. By service common among Christians, a man engages himself to serve another for a certain period at a fixed wage or for some reward. By slavery, a man is totally dependent on another for his whole life and must serve his master without expecting any wages or reward, like one of the beasts of the field over which the master has the right of life and death. Now there are three kinds of slavery, as St. Augustine says. Natural slavery forced slavery, and voluntary slavery. All creatures are slaves of God in the first sense. Domini est terra et plenitudo eus. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. Psalm 23, 1. The devils and the damned are slaves in the second sense, the saints and the just in the third. Voluntary slavery is the most perfect, and the one which gives most glory to God, who beholdeth the heart who claims the heart, and calls himself the God of the heart, or of the loving will. And it be so because, by this slavery, we choose God and his service before all things, even if this were not already an obligation of nature. There is a total difference between a servant and a slave. A servant does not give to his master all that he is, all he has, and all he can acquire by himself or by others. But a slave gives himself whole and entire, all he has and all he can acquire to his master, without any exception. A servant requires wages for the services which he renders to his master, but a slave can exact nothing, no matter what zeal, what industry, what energy he may put into his work. A servant can leave his master whenever he pleases, or at least when the time of his service expires, but the slave has no right to leave his master when he wishes. A master has no right of life and death over a servant, were he to kill him like one of his beasts of burden, he would commit murder. But the master of a slave has by law the right of life and death over him, so that he can sell him to whomsoever he wishes, or, without wishing to make a comparison, kill him as he would kill his horse. Neither the natural law nor the mosaic law nor our human laws sanction this right of life and death. De Montfort only mentions a fact, as it existed in uncivilized countries where such slavery was in force, Leaving aside the question of morality, he only wishes to give us an example of the complete dependence of which he speaks. Finally, a servant is in his master's service only for a time, a slave, forever. Among men there is nothing which makes one belong more to another than slavery, and so among Christians there is nothing which makes us belong more absolutely to Jesus Christ and his Holy Mother than voluntary slavery, after the example of Jesus Christ himself, who for love of us, took the form of a slave, formam servi accipiens, and of the Blessed Virgin, who called herself the handmaid and slave of the Lord. The Apostle calls himself, as by a title of honor, Servus Christi, the slave of Christ. Several times in Holy Scripture, Christians are called Servi Christi, slaves of Christ. The word servus, as a great man has truly observed, Formerly meant nothing but slave, because there were no servants like those of the present day, masters being served either by slaves or by freed men. The Catechism of the Holy Council of Trent, to leave no doubt about our being slaves of Jesus Christ, expresses it by an unequivocal term calling us Mancipia Christi, slaves of Jesus Christ. Roman Catechism, Part 1, Chapter 3. Granting this, I say that we must belong to Jesus Christ and serve him, not only as mercenary servants, but as loving slaves, who, as a result of great love, give and deliver themselves to serve him as slaves, simply for the honor of belonging to him. Before baptism, we were the slaves of the devil. Baptism made us slaves of Jesus Christ. Christians must be slaves either of the devil or of Jesus Christ. What I say absolutely of Jesus Christ, I say relatively of our Blessed Lady, to whom Jesus Christ, having chosen her as the inseparable companion of his life, his death, his glory, and his power in heaven and on earth, has given, by grace, relatively to his majesty, the same rights and privileges that he possesses by nature. Quid quid Deo convenit per naturum, Maria convenit per gratiam. All that is fitting to God by nature is fitting to Mary by grace, say, the saints, so that according to them, as Jesus and Mary have the same will and the same power, they have also the same subjects, servants, and slaves. St. John Damascene. Following, therefore, the opinions of the saints and of many great men, we can consider and make ourselves the loving slaves of our Blessed Lady in order to be more perfectly the slaves of Jesus Christ. St. Ildefonsus. The Blessed Virgin is the means which our Lord took to come to us, she is also the means we must take to go to him. Per ipsam Deus descendida ateras, ut per ipsam homines ascendere merentur gelos. St. Augustine, see also St. Bonaventure, and Pius X. Encyclical Ad Diem Ilium. For she is not like other creatures, which, if we become attached to them, could rather lead us away from God than draw us to him. The strongest inclination of Mary is to unite us to Jesus Christ, her Son, and the strongest inclination of the Son is that we should come to him by his Blessed Mother. It pleases and honors him just as it would please and honor a king if, in order to become more perfectly his subject and his slave, one made oneself the slave of the Queen. This is why the Holy Fathers and St. Bonaventure after them declared that the Blessed Virgin is the way which leads to our Lord, Via veniendi ad Christum est, a quare ad ilam. Moreover, if, as I have said, the Blessed Virgin is the Queen and Sovereign of Heaven and Earth, imperio Dei omnia subjectiontur et Virgo, ete imperio Virginis omnia subjectiontur et Deus. All, even the Blessed Virgin, are subject to the dominion of God. All, even God, are subject to the dominion of Mary as St. Anselm, St. Bernard, St. Bernardine, and St. Bonaventure say? Has she not then as many subjects and slaves as there are creatures? Is it not then reasonable that among so many slaves of constraint there should be some slaves of love, who of their own free will, and as slaves, should choose Mary for their sovereign? What? Men and demons shall have willing slaves, and Mary shall have none? What? A king shall make it a point of honor that the queen, his consort, shall have slaves over whom she has right of life or death, since the honor and power of the one is the honor and power of the other. And yet, could we believe that Jesus Christ, who has the best of sons, has shared his full power with his blessed virgin mother, should take it ill that she should have slaves? Has he less respect and love for his mother than Esurios had for Esther? And Solomon for Bethsabee? Who would dare say or even think it? But where is my pen leading me? Why do I tarry here to prove something so evident? If people are unwilling to call themselves slaves of Mary, what does it matter? Let them become and call themselves slaves of Jesus Christ. This is the same as being slaves of Mary, for Jesus is the fruit and the glory of Mary. That is what we do perfectly by the devotion of which we shall speak presently.